was a slight delay. Isn't there? And we are live. Welcome to Central London. Welcome to a top secret location. I'm joined by none other than Mr. James Tusk. Hello, sir. Thanks for having me. No, no problem at all. Good to see you, man. Good to yeah, see you. it's interesting because a lot of guys have been commenting on my stuff in, in recent months going, do you know Troy? Yeah. And it's, it's weird. We've kind of never crossed paths, even though... Uh, oh, we've got the, the echo of the... <laughs> even though, yeah, we were... Well, you, you're good mates with the guy that, that trained me uh, yeah. back in the day, daygame.com. Yeah. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's strange we haven't crossed paths, but good to... We, we bumped into each other serendipitously and during the juice a couple yes. of days ago, didn't we? Indeed, we and did. And now we're, we're actually sitting down together, which is cool. 100%, man. No, it's really good to see you. Now, as I was saying before we started, I mean, obviously, you know, I've... I've seen your stuff over the last few years. I've always been a fan. You know, I like the way that you talk about that game. I like the way you put it across. Um, and I think it's sort of, uh, it's been a, a long time coming. I've been hoping to sort of meet up with you and sort of have a chat. You've been planning this for a good few months, though, haven't we? But COVID kind of got in the way and you went off yeah. to Berlin. Uh, not, yeah. not Berlin, uh, Hanover. Well, I was in Hanover. No, we then actually went on to, to Berlin. So oh, you we had did. a few days in Berlin. Did you yeah. do Berkheim? Did you do the big club? Well, it's all closed at the moment. Really? Oh, yeah, of it's course. It's all still closed. Like, it's... Berlin is, when we got over there, this is me and uh, Tom Torero, who obviously you know because you, I think you trained with him yeah. initially. Initially, yeah. Um, yeah, we stayed in Hanover for, for one night uh, and then we drove into Berlin and uh, Berlin was kind of awesome. It was sort of like, it was much more free and open than here. But unfortunately, the clubs are still closed and everything. The bars are yeah. open. So you can do, you know, like bar type stuff. But now they've put in a um, 11 o'clock closing time. On the bars. Park, oh, okay. Well, similar to here, I guess. Ten yeah. o'clock in the UK at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Let me just silence this. Yeah, exactly. So listen, um, for guys who are watching, thanks for tuning in. If you've got any questions at all for James about day game, about dating, and about, I suppose, global game as well, because you really are a global yeah, like, exponent so I, of this, aren't you? That's it. So pretty much my life for the last three or four years has been in Europe until November or yeah. October, and then usually I go... I don't like cold weather, so I leave to go to South America, and I stay yeah. in South America in November till March, April, Yeah, uh, jumping between places like Argentina, Colombia, and Brazil. Um, yeah, it's, it's been cool. Amazing. Um, so, guys, if you've got any questions, then do stick them in the chat, and we will um, we'll get round to them. Dan can read them out with his new yeah. haircut. <laughs> We're joined by our mutual um, friend and colleague, uh, Dan, Cameron Dan. Um, who uh, has you've worked with him for a few years, haven't you? I have, yeah. He's uh, he, he was a big uh, he's been a big big influence on me actually producing the YouTube channel. Yeah, he's really helped me from day one and and helped me build up. And I don't think I'd be in the position I'm in without his his input. So yeah, if anyone's watching and they're thinking about starting a YouTube channel or they just need help with the strategy of it, I think Dan is camera Dan is the man to go to. Hundred percent, and I can uh, I can second that as well. Did I'm he good. did he force you into gunpoint to a testimonial as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he did actually. He did. Yeah, that's true. Behind the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big black thing. Exactly. But um, no, he's a great guy, and he's really helped me out as well. So, um, so yeah, it's nice, like fortuitous little uh, yeah. meeting here, as it were. For sure. Um, but listen, let's let's like take things back to to, to the to the early days. Because I mean, like you were you were working in finance, right? You were working in the city. I've done and- a few things. Yeah, I trained in. I did a law conversion initially. Worked in, in in the legal field for a few years, and then did various financial sales jobs. Often. Oh, okay, okay. So how come you became? You know, a world-class degenerate sort of. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, day, uh, day game coach. I mean, like, how did you? Because a lot of people 
get into game, they get into day game, etc. And you get some guys who start to coach a little bit. But I mean, you just made that complete transition. Yeah. Corporate to, to, to doing this. I mean, how did that sort of come about? So I remember seeing um, daygame.com online. I must have been about 24, 25. Yeah. Um, I'd come out of uni. And I guess b- before that, looking back, I'd always been more on the introverted side. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Um, I'd slept with a fair number of women, but it had been very much the case of them choosing me. Uh, you know, not any sort of quality. Uh, right. And I went to uni, didn't make much of it, didn't sleep with a great number of women. The ones I did with, uh, they weren't particularly high level, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and it was a frustration of just growing up in the UK and relying on on basically just that thing that we're told to do, which is go out and, and have that pub culture. At the age of 15, yeah. you're in a boozer, drinking, yeah. getting hammered. And that I thought that is how you spoke to women. And just having, I was just like, fuck this. I wouldn't say I hit a rock bottom, but for a long time, I was very dissatisfied with my dating life. Right. I'm very dissatisfied, actually, generally. And I'm not sure guys watching this, maybe whether they agree, but I've got, without going too much into my family, because they're obviously very separate from this, but um, I've got three younger brothers mm. uh, growing up in an all-male household. I do think that has an influence on on just your ability to be around women. And I just yeah. found it awkward to be around hot women. I didn't know how to act. Yeah. Um, and then the only conversations I had had, obviously, were when, when I was hammered. So you don't actually learn anything. Imagine trying to do an exam and you're constantly drunk. You don't learn anything from that process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw... Uh, Tom and, and John Matrix, who now does his, uh, his Cambo retreats, which I've actually done a few of those as well. Oh, really? Quite a oh, fan wow. of them, yeah, a bit of a cleanse. Nice. Um, and I saw them approaching online. I didn't really know what was happening other than girls were responding well to being talked to in the day. Mm. And I was like, fuck, this, what is this magic? Yeah. So I did that standard thing of, of probably what happens with students of yours where they watch you for a year. Um, I watched for like six months taking no action, but kind of yeah. you fool yourself into thinking you're taking action. You bowl yeah, the birds, yeah, you yeah. start reading, but you're not actually talking to anyone. Yeah. Um, and then I tried to go out for a couple of weekends in a row, literally stood there like a stone statue, shitting myself, couldn't do it. And so I signed up for a boot camp with John and Tom. Yeah. Uh, I was 27 when I started. And yeah, from that point on, started going out with a wing week to week, trying yeah. to aim for around 30 approaches a week, did that for about a year. Then started, uh, a friend introduced me to Kezia Noble, who was looking for coaches to so start doing a bit of work for her. Oh, okay. At the same time, I was still working in my, my corporate job. Mm. Um, but I really enjoyed coaching. I saw she was making a decent bit of money, and I just thought, fuck it, why not give this a go? So I quit my job at age 30 and went full-time with the YouTube and, and coaching this stuff. Wow. And now Fantastic. I'm 30, coming up to 34 yeah. in wow. November. Fantastic. That's an amazing journey, because like so many guys will have this idea of like, I want to break out, I want to do something different, but to actually go and do it and to do it as successfully as you have is, um, it is a really great thing to have achieved. Yeah. Thanks, man. I I think, you know, I really enjoy what I do and I just, I genuinely think men are soft in the 21st century. I think, you know, we have, we lack that ability to speak to the opposite sex. Yeah. And it's, it's just a matter of self-respect for me. It was always, I need to be able to do this. Like, you can't look yourself in the eye as a man if you can't interact with it with a girl unless you're doing it behind a screen or or half a bottle of tequila deep. That was always yeah. kind of my policy, and it's always pushed me. And I guess when you're quite set on that, people start latching onto that idea because you've got a real drive and belief behind what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you've been quite vocal about Tinder versus in real life approaching, and you've Tinder is um, it, it really gives all the power to the woman. Yeah. Right? 
And yeah. I, I mean, I, I broadly, I, I would agree with that. But could you speak a little bit more to that? I mean, because like in real life, interactions for me mm. are the gold standard. I mean, that's I what agree. every guy needs Completely to Completely agree. Completely but what's agree. your thinking around like the dating apps and all of that kind of stuff? Um, I'm not a fan of them. I think as a, I always say to guys, like if they're going to do, you should do 90% cold approach because it matters yeah. you up, makes you more social and emotionally intelligent. And it is the most effective and uh, time effective and cost way to be, effective way to meet women. But that 10%, you can oh. do whatever you want, whether it's yeah. go to strip clubs, um, you know, swipe on Tinder. It doesn't really matter. But I just think it's just a very ineffective way to meet girls because you've got, it's a very low threshold to entry. You've got uh, thousands and thousands, millions of men you're competing with who have all got these fake good profiles. And it's like 1% of men on there are banging 90% of the women. Um, yeah. It takes no ball set up a Tinder account. It takes balls to speak to that girl in real life. And you've got to differentiate. You've got to stand out. Um, and I think day game's a good, cheap way of doing that. Yeah, yeah, no, I would agree. I mean, like, I am a bit agnostic about the whole thing, really. I will sort of say to people, I think, really, any way of bringing new women into your life is, is valid. Especially so, if you're starting from that position of scarcity, I agree. Yeah. And, and I, do, I do advocate it for... If you're going to a new place and you've got Tinder Girl where you can jump between places and you just want to build some momentum, why not? Ten days before, put yourself in that location, swipe through. Yeah. If you've got a good profile, you might be able to set up a couple of dates. Worst case scenario, you go on the dates, the girls aren't that hot, but you find out loads of good information about the place and it just gets that momentum rolling uh, for going on dates with local girls. So I, I do yeah. think there are some circumstances to use it, but... I think the problem with giving guys little leeways like that is when they start cold approach, you need to be up, kind of have that death ground strategy if you've got nowhere to turn. And yeah. deleting the apps is a great way because you don't have anything. Stop watching porn, delete the apps. Right, you've got to actually fucking do something. That's true, that's true. Because I don't know about you, but I get a lot of guys who will approach me and they'll say, how do I get this side of things handled? Do they approach you on the street? Yeah, they approach you on the street. Can yeah. I tell you something really quickly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how French you look. You look really nice. Um, <laughs> But yeah, there's you do look really nice though. You're looking very, very. Thanks, man. Well, I thought you know. Remind thought... me of Brian Rose a bit. He dresses up with the, the handkerchief. Well, mate, I thought I, have to, I I thought I should make the effort really. I know. Yeah. I, I came in like looking like a builder. <laughs> not at all. Not at all, man. But um, yeah, people. When guys have said, you know, oh, I really want to get this side of my life hand, uh, handled, and perhaps you have this as well. But sure. they, they just they really they lack motivation. Now, for me personally, I find that in some. I mean, I, I get it, and I empathise, and I obviously help those guys, but. In a, in a way, I don't identify with that because I remember when I started doing day game and, and actually even night game as well, there wasn't any lack of motivation. I mean, the motivation mm. was like, I really want to go and meet new women, you know, and it was, it was if anything, I was the, I, I almost had to rein myself in. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I mean, do, do you get that with these guys who are sort of saying, how do I motivate myself? And then is the answer, as you say, because this is what I normally prescribe is like, get rid of the porn, get rid of the, you know, escorts if you're any, doing any of that. Um, and, and you need to just give yourself no other option. Yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah. I, I don't say to them, don't wank, because I, I don't think it can almost become this quasi-religious thing of just yeah. weirdness. But when you're sitting in like a tea towel, like with candles lit around, yeah, you're not yeah, touching yeah, your yeah, dick, yeah. but really wanting to after 50 yeah. days. Um, but I do say to guys, give up porn 100. Uh, percent A lot of guys I work with tend to be late 20s, early 30s, I guess similar age to me, and I say to them. 100% get your testosterone levels checked. There's a company called Medichex that do a full hormone test. It's super important. Most men, their testosterone dives after 30, lacking motivation, poor quality sleep, uh, low sex drive, and they don't even realize. Yeah. So 100% worth doing that as well. Um, 
Are they? Is that available in the UK or is that? Yeah, like many checks. So it's, it's a private company. You pay, I think, eighty quid for it, and you oh, go really? in, you get okay. a blood test done, you send it off, and a doctor, one of their in-team doctors, reviews the results, just posts it online. You can see it. Mm. Obviously, private for you. Yeah, I highly recommend getting that done because you can actually get testosterone replacement therapy (TRT) for free on the NHS if it's below what it should be. Okay. Like most men, 90% of men, I think, are below what it should be. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. especially if you smoke, drink a lot, uh, never never exercise, diet shite. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or just general wear and tear from just living, I guess. Hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was, for sure. What was the original question? Um, the original question was, um, what's, what is your advice to these dudes who, are, who, who just say, I just haven't got the motivation, and then, I don't know if you ever get this, but sometimes you'll do a consultation with a guy and you say, right, well, I tell you what, this week, Go out, approach like twenty girls, sure, and then come back and tell me what happened. And then the, the next week they come back and they say, "Oh, well, I couldn't do it because you know, yeah, so like the cat ate my homework and all this." And it's like, well, <laughs> you're not going to move forward unless you actually put the action in. So true. Um, uh, I think for me, learning this stuff when I was doing a full time job, it was a try and hit a minimum of thirty a week. Shouldn't take you more than six hours. Um, I, I advocate these days for guys to try and do three or four approach situation a day. Yeah. Because if they can do that every day, you become, you are the sum of your habits, you become that socially extroverted guy. And that's already, you know, minimum 25, more towards 28, 30. And you've, be- you've spent about 20 minutes a day. Yeah. And and it's always that, it's not when you're out to do gate, day game, you see that hot girl, it's sod's law on the way to the gym, when you're hungover on the way to work, whatever it is. Yeah. So I, I'm a big advocate of that. But for mostly, I think it's guys... Um, for me, I had to get coaching. I think the big thing that the, the, I spent half my time tell, like trying to persuade guys or just, just emphasizing to guys that they need to, to look at investing in coaching. Like if you want to get good at anything, you hire an expert at that area. Yeah. Like if you want to learn boxing to a high level or learn the trumpet, I don't know why, why I was saying trumpet, but the trumpet, some sort of musical instrument, whatever it is, you find a coach in that area. You don't try and wing it. The yeah, most valuable sure. asset is time. We never get that back. So it's just a very ineffective way to learn to try and teach yourself from a series of YouTube videos. I have a YouTube channel to inspire guys to get out there, show them what to do. But really then when they realize and 90% of guys can't teach this themselves, there are the yeah. outliers, but I find generally speaking, they can't. Mm-hmm. Then they come to us because they, they trust us because they've seen content. Yeah, yeah. And I, you've got some good um, sort of transformation videos on there with like that guy Bav, Bav for yeah. example, where you're sort of like, you're showing like how they were originally and then you're coaching and how they come out the other side. So... Yeah, because there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in the industry. And I think, you know, from, from watching a bit of your stuff and just, just, you know, hearing people talk about you and stuff, you seem like a genuine, a pretty genuine guy. It's authenticity, yeah. which is lacking because obviously it's an unregulated industry we work in. I always say to guys, if you're looking at a YouTube channel um, or you're, you're trying to find out coach, uh, there's kind of three things I would recommend to look for, which is, first of all, they actually are examples of them doing it. Yeah, it's not for voyeurism purposes. We put in fields. It's to prove that we can actually do what we say we do. Because yeah. it's very easy just to do the talking head thing of talk to a camera yeah, yeah, and have yeah, no yeah. credentials. Second thing is um, have videos of them actually coaching students. Yes, a bit like the bad thing. Yeah, um, and the third thing is have genuine what what seem like genuine client reviews. Yeah, of the guys actually going, oh, James helped me do it, or Troy helped me do this. If one of those are missing for me, if I was a student and looking around for stuff, I alarm bells would be ringing. When I worked with daygame.com, they had all three of those things. Yeah. That's why I trusted them. And also they were English, so I could relate to them. It wasn't any of this cheesy yeah, 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 do yeah, floss yeah, yeah. or brush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, talking about that, I mean, um, in terms of who's out there now putting out this kind of content, I mean, really, you are 
kind of almost the only, I mean, not the only one, but certainly in terms of putting out infills, because I, I was saying to you before um, we started this, I, I now don't have infills on YouTube at the moment. I do have them, however, shared with my private community. And if anybody wants to see them, they are they are there. Sure. Um, but I, for various reasons, I, I took them off of YouTube as, as other people did. Yeah. Obviously, you, you didn't choose to do that. I mean, um, and, and, that, and kudos to you for, for that. Um, were you... Any thoughts on that? I mean, like, really, for you, this is an essential part of the game, the the, the whole thing. Right? Yeah, I, I I really don't do it because I, I it, it's a it's a weird one because it's a strange industry and you just have to offer proof. And I really try and keep you know obviously the personal and the private separate in that sense. Yeah. But yeah, I do feel you kind of need to be proving showing what you preach with this stuff. And and as long as you're protecting the girl's identity, yeah. she remains anonymous. You know, people don't know where she works. They don't know her number. They don't know her name. It really is to demo what we're doing and to yeah. show that this stuff is possible. Yeah, um, that's the reason for it. It's not some weird voyeurism shit. It's no, not 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 at all. Not um, at all. And um, but I mean, it, yeah, sorry. I, th- I think as well the thing for me is that infields um, are a really great teaching aid. I think and what I've been doing recently with sort of behind the paywall with members of my community is um, is going through an infield and then just really breaking it down. It's a great way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. like the old. Um, hot seat thing if you if you knew like yeah I, I remember seeing one or two hot seats yeah, yeah. yeah. it was always with like really drunk girls so they're yeah, like yeah, yeah. you'd have tyler like picking yeah. up a drunk oh my girl God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like dragging a yeah, corpse yeah. along it's like jesus yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, okay yeah. but um what i found is that is that to actually you, you put the infield on and then you break it down and you say right this this is what this means I think that was quite good. Sometimes I do things that I don't think are very good. I say, "Oh, I laughed at my own joke there. Don't do that." Sure. Um, you know, you know, and just really break it down. Yeah, and being honest, like we're not perfect, right? It's it's a life is just a series of experiments. I, I get a lot of criticism going, "Ah, oh, you're not smooth. You got shit game." To be honest, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm in it to inspire people. Some people think I've got great game. Some people don't. There's no points at the end of the day. You don't get points yeah. for having a smooth approach. I've had ma- amazing, technically good approaches where. I never hear from the girl again. I've had yeah. car, awkward car crashes where uh, we end up going on a date and we have a really good connection. So I think that the key thing that it boils down to is, can you do 25, 30 approaches per week, every week? If you can't, and you, you try, I encourage you to go and try it, but if you can't, that's when you reach out to someone like me or, or Troy and, and, and look to get some coaching. Because yeah. really, you're not even putting yourself in the game unless you're speaking to 20 to 30 new women a week because it is a numbers game to a large degree. Play that numbers game. There's 3 billion women in the world, but it also is a skill set, and you, you need to be actually speaking to women to get better at that. Yeah. You are the sum of your habits. So I think the main thing for guys to focus on is approaching. That's the lifeblood of all of this. If you're not yeah. hitting 25 to 30 a week, you're not even playing it. And if you can't do it on your own, having tried it, get in touch with us because we can get you to that level. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, it, it is one of those things. There is no way of playing this this game if you like without actually doing it in the field right i mean you can't no you can't just watch videos you can't just read blogs and whatever i mean it's it's almost uh screwing yourself over because you start filling your head with as if you've done that and you haven't yeah uh, and you start over overestimating your skill level and stuff and you're just not where you yeah you just gotta go and speak to girls because the theory means fuck all yeah it really does like you can read all this stuff most guys i know they can sit an exam and pick up but that doesn't translate to anything substantial it's just like i mean there are a lot of 
let's say keyboard jockeys, I suppose, or sort of like armchair what, gamers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, armchair gamers are like, oh, you know, like, well, at, at three minutes in, you didn't, you know, you, did, you didn't transition from uh, stacking to the to vibing and you know all that kind of thing. And it's like, well, okay, but let's see your influence then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and like, yeah. And 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 like, I, I've all often felt a, a bad approach is better than no approach. Like, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I prefer to have a uh, thirty car crash approaches in a week, and but I've taken the action to actually, you know, from my own self perspective, speak to a girl I found attractive that I knew subconsciously I'm going to kick myself for if I didn't. Than and and I don't even care if I get blown out thirty times in a row. Yeah. It's about taking that fucking action. That's all you can control. That stoic mentality of yeah. That's the only thing really in your control. Go up, walk towards the girl, and open your mouth. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um. So what about the the like the, the sort of like structure of your game, if you if you will, because sure. the, I think one thing is we could agree is the London day game model was a great piece of branding because even now people still talk about, oh, do you do the London day game model and all of this? So people kind of know what it is and, and, and everything. Sure. I mean, I think it's a good structure. I, I think from watching your stuff, you're probably, you're, you're more natural than that, really. Well, I did, but, I did internalize that and I think it is a, a great blueprint and it, you know, it belongs to people like Torero and, um, and, and Matrix and, and I guess Nick Krause and people like that who kind of came up with it. Um, it's, it's similar in a lot of ways to the mystery method, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. you're kind of going up attraction, qualifying and comfort, yeah. and then blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I do think, you know, maybe what I'm doing now is not representative of um, of, of what I teach because I've been doing this seven years. I get bored and just want to mix it up. Yeah. But it's still kind of got those principles in the back of my mind thinking, right, what do I need to do more of or what do I need to do less of? And there is kind of a method to the madness. But for, for newbies, I think the London Day Game model is is a great way to learn. Yeah. I think they do need that structure. And I think part of the fear that holds people back is is just having that blank moment where they're just like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Do, I mean, do you kind of go with that now? Or yeah, are you just kind of like free flow? I, I kind of free flow it, to be honest. But like you said, I think the London Day Game model is a great blueprint. It's a great baseline. But then in a sense... That's only because that's just the way that every single seduction ever is going to go, isn't it? Like kind you've got of, to, yeah. You've got to kind of go and introduce yourself. You've got to say some stuff that's hopefully going to get her hooked in. You yeah. know? You've got to then, then she hooks, then you've got to show you're a regular guy, and then you've got to get contact details or yeah. take, you know, take it to the next level. So those things are, are sort of, even if you've never heard of it, you were going to end up doing those things anyway. Yeah, sense, aren't you? I kind of teach a variation which is very similar. It's just a different way of reframing it now, which is uh, the first part of the conversation until that hook point, until she asks a question or cross her leg, should be be emotionally interesting to her. Right, so yeah, yeah. Be playful. That's the, the number one thing missing with guys is playfulness, banter. Yeah. And that's something that they can always be practicing in any situation. Just taking the yeah. piss out of someone because flirting in itself is just playfulness, but it's, you know, with that element of sexual tension in there. Yeah. Um, you can bounce with anyone and practice that skill set. And then play, uh, flirting is just an element of being playful and it happens to have that sexual element with women. Um, so I always say be emotionally interesting to the girl. Mm. Be playful, be teasy, be fun, because she's going to hook into feeling good. And that's what's going to make her want to have the continue the conversation, ask you a question. And after that, be emotionally interested in her. So really try and put yourself in her shoes. Why does she like horse riding? How? Why does she see the world that way? And so mm -hmm. it can be broken down into those two phases. But something to add to that, which me and Les have been banging on about recently, which is super important, is the words are only 7%, but 
voice quality, how you say something, 38% of emotional communication, and yeah. body language, 55%. Mm. So if you're hunched over like Quasimodo yeah. and speaking really fast, like in a low voice, you could be saying the best shit in the world, and the girl's going to be like, fuck you, I'm off. Yeah. So getting those fundamental sources, the masculine body language, polarizing masculine body language, and voice quality, so slowing your voice down, cutting out things like, you know, um, maybe, which I'm guilty of, filler words, mm. um, and just, I've done it again there, um, but just slowing that down, getting the voice, masculine voice quality and the body language, they're actually more important as a base because I coached a guy recently, he's from Miami, works in real estate, naturally very charismatic guy, quite an alpha guy. He'd only ever done three approaches in his life, but he was going up and absolutely killing it with these women because his body language and his voice quality was so on point. He didn't yeah. know what he was fucking doing. He was mm. saying nonsense, but they would like he'd have groups of girls standing there being like, like it was a zombie apocalypse, just hooks on what he's doing. Yeah. So it really reminds me how important those two elements are as well. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, what would you say the biggest learning points are for you guys that, that you get? Because I've got a couple of things in mind for myself when I've seen, I've taken guys out. And um, so what, the, what are the things you try and adjust straight well, away? Or there are, I mean, to me, there are sort of like key mistakes, if you like. And one of them is that guys are not um, sexual enough. They don't They don't bring that sort of like it, sort of t tension into the interaction. Yeah. And that they're too robotic and they don't bring enough of themselves into it as well. Like maybe they've heard some lines on YouTube and they they go in and they say those lines. Amazing. <laughs> just to be like the girl drops her neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, again, for, for me, the big one is, is in, until they're doing 25, 30 a week, you're not even playing the game. You need right. to be doing yeah. that quantity. Um, I think playfulness is a massive one. Most guys yeah. look like serial killers because they're nervous. And also yeah. just kind of taping their hands to their sides as well, like tin soldiers. They do that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's because of that alpha thing, though, isn't it? Everybody has to be that 2D alpha. So it's like, right, I'm going to stand like... You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I think playfulness usually the, is the biggest one I see that they need to improve. Obviously, just actually approaching. You yeah. know, some guys are terrified. Yeah, rightly so. It's scary at the beginning. I've I've taught special forces guys who are literally like, I prefer to be in combat than approach that girl. It's amazing, isn't it? It's crazy, but mm. yeah, we all have to learn it. So you know, we yeah. all win there. I know I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you really? Because I mean, people would look at you and they'll say, obviously, you know, good-looking guy, well put together, etc. I know that you've, you know, you've you've had these these comments in in the past. And on the one side, they're flattering, but on the other side, you know, what would you say to the dude who's like, well, it's all right for James, but I'm, you know, I'm a male five and I can't, you know, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I mean, would, you know, what's your sort of take on that side? I can that? understand why guys would think it, because for me, it was exactly the same when I got into this, or sorry, before I knew about game, I thought women saw um, men as we see women, which is yeah. obviously we predominantly base women on the visual, where it's just how we're, we're engineered. And I was like, I'm a good looking guy. Why aren't I, why aren't I getting laid loads? Yeah. And I didn't understand it. I think yeah. John Matrix said a similar thing because he's quite a decent looking dude as well. And, and it was a lack of understanding that women find these other things like social skills, charisma, power, these, these elements attractive. And I just didn't realize that stuff. So yeah. I think the key thing is own your reality. Whatever your, whatever your situation in life, however you're born, you've just got to own it. Like mm. if, it's, if it's a height thing, maybe you can't really change that. And your face, okay, maybe if there's something glaringly wrong, wrong like you've got a massive nose uh, and you're really self-conscious about that, get surgery. Mm. But you've really just got to own your reality, don't you? And, yeah. and build your value. Like Guys get very caught up in on the kind of a guy's face 
Um, and that's the criticism I get. But I always say to guys, look, if I walked into a Victoria's Secret fashion show, do you think I'm really going to get laid based on the fact I've got a, a decent face? No. I'm not going to give a fuck. They're going to be fucking the guy from Maroon 5 who's singing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah I'm yeah, not going to yeah. get a, a look in just because I'm a relatively good looking guy. Um, and I think it's also an avoidance strategy for guys not to max out their market value. So mm. get, you know, it, why not life coach yourself? Find out all the elements that are important. Fitness, fashion, uh, finances, you know, living an attractive reality, learning languages, learning um, to play a musical instrument, all this shit. Max them out, and you're not going to worry about some, you know, small issue with, say, your face. So that's, yeah. I think, it's an avoidance of working on themselves. Guys don't like doing it because it requires fucking effort and introspection. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you raise a really interesting point, which I banged on about quite a lot recently, which is that my, for my own history with this stuff, I went from being very introverted, very low self-esteem, socially found it very difficult, et cetera, et cetera, when I was like late teens, early 20s. And then because of a combination of events, which was, to be honest, a lot of it down to just drinking alone and doing some other naughty stuff. But when I was up in Manchester at university. That's great, though. Well, it snapped it, you out of your comfort zone. It snapped me out of the comfort zone. And it sort of changed overnight. So it was weird because I was like, there was, there was almost this like fucking moment where I was just like, do you know what? I don't care anymore. I'm not going to fit into that preconceived notion. That's of, great, man. I, you know, I think that's a great story. And so what happened was almost overnight or certainly within like a space of like a few weeks or a month, I suddenly started to meet girls and girls were reacting to me differently. And what I realized from that was it wasn't how I looked. It wasn't that I suddenly was like 10, you know, three points better looking or I was suddenly ripped or I was, I got a Lamborghini or anything. It was just like literally from that mindset change, mm. girls started to react to me differently. And that's what I tried to, to teach. So, them. so key. It's a great point. Self-perception. If a guy looks like shit, but he thinks the sun shines out of his ass, then women will do too. But if yeah. you can get a really good looking guy, and I've taught really good looking guys, so basically male model level, but their self-esteem is in the toilet. And guess what? Women can just smell it. Yeah. So I, I think these intrinsic, the, these things that you work on, like the fitness, the fashion, the finance, all this stuff, the, the side effect of that by working on those things should bring up your self-esteem. Because yeah. self-esteem is a massively underrated part. Um, there's a great book called The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem, which is great because it's actionable. Right. So it's yeah. broken down in six pillars. Nathaniel Brandon, who ironically was the, I think, husband of the guy, uh, of, of the woman who wrote a book called The Fountainhead, which is bound around as a great right. kind of self-help yeah, yeah. book. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great book. I think it's a really good one. Or there's a slightly cheesy one, which is super short, five minutes, called uh, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It, called Ka by Kamel Ravikant. Um, oh, okay. Which is also a really good book. But mm. self-esteem, it's, it's definitely not talked about. I guess you class it as in the community sense, in a game. Yes. But yeah, people don't necessarily think about it. When you start approaching women and getting that reference experience with hot girls, naturally I think you start to see yourself in a better light, but obviously you've got to, you've got to slay your own demons as well. You can only get to a certain amount relying on that feedback from women. You, yeah. have, to, you, have, to, you have to light yourself and, and whatever it is you've got to work on to get there, you've got to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's the, the, as much as like in a game or whatever gets a bad rap, but I understand why it does. It is also really important because you do need that stuff, don't you? Why do you think it gets a bad rap out of interest? I think because people felt that, and when I say people, I mean like some coaches in the industry felt that guys who are teaching in a game, it's a bit woo-woo and it's not very yeah. concrete. Like it's all very well to say, Oh man, you know, just get into the right mindset, and you know, that's going to transfer to the girl and all this kind of thing. But which is is true. But I think they felt that it's, it, that you're not offering like that tangible sort sure. of. Sure, I can I can see that argument. Yeah. yeah, 
which I get, but then at the same time, it is bloody important. And I've seen, like, recently you talking to guys, I know you've got other guys in your sort of circle who sort of talk about meditation and morning routines and things like this. And I yeah. mean, it, it does make a difference. Of course, it? yeah, of course. And I, and I think you've got to be living in an attractive reality as well, which is massively underestimated. A lot of guys I teach going into skate day games, same as me thinking, right, hot girl's going to solve all my problems. Yes. But you have sex with a hot girl and you're still the same bloke with the same yeah. issues. So you've got to really think about fixing your, your reality. And, and also, if you're looking for something more longer term, which a lot of guys tend to as they get older, um, doesn't have to be exclusive, but even seeing two or three girls, they enter your reality. Yeah. You know, if you marry them, they take on your last name, they have your sperm, they, make your, they have your kids. If your reality sucks and if you don't like yourself and your reality, a woman isn't going to want to get involved in that. Yeah, it's yeah, that simple. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. So what about the traveling side of things? What, like, how long have you been traveling sort of to-do game, if you like? And when did that become a big... Was that always something that you wanted to do from the off? No, I, I, I made... I always say to guys, start traveling as soon as you can. I made a massive... My, one of my big regrets with this stuff is I thought it was kind of cheating to leave London. Yeah, cheating yeah, yeah, to yeah. leave Oxford Street. <laughs> um, you know, you get the... I don't know how... You get caught down these rabbit holes of thinking, oh, yeah, it's not a, it, it's not proper because I didn't meet her through day game if you met her at Drunk in a Club. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, one of my big regrets with this was I spent three, four years in London teaching and, and having fun but just thinking just not thinking about the travel aspect so yeah something i do regret a bit i'd encourage guys to get traveling with it straight away it's the most fun you have mm. crazy experiences and and if you are from london or the us uh or from from germany or from other parts of maybe not germany i'm joking um if you're from europe or, or, or major cities around the world when you put yourself in a place far away like brazil or colombia yeah. or even Russia, you become a very shiny object. So you can punch well above your proverbial weight yeah. just because of where you're from. That's, and it's just basic yeah. sexual market economics. That's true, that's true. Because I've often said, I mean, when I've gone to Russia and I'm on the subway and I'm going up and down the escalators, you know, suddenly I'm getting these IOIs and things. Because you, you look different, yeah. yeah which and they of, can tell you're foreign. Yeah, I know. And yeah. Whereas in London, you know, that's not so much the case because you're just like another, you know, part of the course sort of thing. So. Yeah, well, it's, I think it's the same with a place like New York, because when, it, when it's very international, the city, obviously, that's the appeal of the city in itself, but, yeah, you lose that shiny value. Yeah. Whereas Moscow is still quite restricted. Yeah, um, yeah. Although I was speaking to a guy just before I turned up, and apparently the they're going to, I'm not sure if the UK is in or out, but they're going to make an e-visa process, and the UK is supposed to be on the list from January 2021, a bit like an Esther. You just apply online and you can really? go over. 20 days at a time, which is pretty good because you just do 20 days, leave, go back, 20 days, leave, go back. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be quite cool. We'll have to look into that. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I hope that we are on that list. Although, of course, then you've got the counter argument. Is that going to make it more popular? But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think most men, they, they, you know, people get concerned because they walk down Oxford Street and see guys approaching. And it gives them this false perception that loads of guys are approaching. 99.999% of the world's men cannot approach drunk or sober. Yeah. And the, the small percentage that are, um, most of them are useless at it anyway. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're not going to have any issues, I don't think. In a big city like Moscow, 20 million, we'll be all right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, listen, guys, if you've got questions for James about day game or traveling to do game or anything like that, please do put them into the chat. Dan, have we got anything as yet? Yeah, you've got a couple of questions. Okay. We'll By the way, how long have we... How long have we been on for now? Uh, 35 minutes. Okay, cool. Nice. If you've got any questions, um, let's wait a minute. There you go. So how do you do day game with this awkward mask? <laughs> yeah, I've actually got some footage coming out. So uh, I guess just check out my channel as well. And I'm going to get Troy onto my channel. We're going to do some 
some slutty cross collaborations. <laughs> but I actually was out uh, two days ago approaching in uh, Oxford Circus to the seven-hour session. I deliberately went into shops wearing a mask right. and, a, and got filming of me approaching with a mask on, oh, really? with girls wearing a mask. There's, women are women. They, they still want to be talked to by men. If anything, they're suffering more than us because we can do that kind of masculine thing of sit in a man cave and be on our own, especially if we're you know more introverted anyway, which a lot of guys watching this will be. Yeah. Whereas women crave that male attention, so they're yeah. they're going to be suffering more emotionally. So they any chance they get to interact with a male, a man, especially if they're a confident guys, come up to them, they're going to take that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I felt like from the from the beginning of all of this, I felt like well, all that's going to happen is we're going to get you know locked down for a period of time, and it's just going to boil up, isn't it? People it's a bit like up. the Black Death back in if you look if you read accounts. I did history at uni originally, and. Um, if you read accounts of like the, the plague sweeping through Europe, when it subsided, the carnal atmosphere of like, yeah. people are like, fuck, we're alive still. Yeah. Half the population, a third of the population has been wiped out, we're alive. And it was just wild. And uh, yeah, there's going to be a build up. I imagine, you know, I talk about this a lot because I'm going to Rio and I always run a boot camp for carnival. The main parade is off. But I think there's going to be such a boil up of tension in Brazil in February that the, the street parties are going to be even more wild. The, the informal, they're called yeah. blocos. So, yeah, I, th I think we're going to see a lot of that. Well, you can't keep human nature down, can you? I mean, people still want to meet, they want to interact, et cetera. So it's just, you know, and if it, and if it gets pressed, it only, like, builds up again after. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I live quite near uh, Clapham at the moment, and, uh, and oh, you, nice. should have seen, you should have seen Clapham Common, like, uh, as we were starting to come out of lockdown, it was just some mental scenes of people on the... Really? You know, yeah. But even from this 10 o'clock pub shutting, I was out in Greenwich the other day, and they shut the pubs. Everyone just spilled out, and they just someone went to Super Save, and they're just pouring vodka everywhere, and everyone's like hugging. It's just like Boris, mate, you've got this wrong. <laughs> got this the wrong yeah. way around. Well, they showed um, there were some pictures from Piccadilly Circus, I think Saturday night, and it was just like everyone was there. It's crazy, but Soho as well, because I was going with my girl into Soho when as, as soon as they started to lift restrictions, we were going out, and I mean, kind of mental, like just people yeah. crying in the streets. I mean, it's quite heartening to see in a way, isn't it? I think like, it is. I think it is. But I think to sum up the question, if you see the girl, go and say hello. Just If she's wearing a mask, keep your distance. Um, and look, at the end of the day, you go up and say, hey, I think you looked interesting because you don't have to say nice. You could say interesting or you caught my eye. Yeah. Uh, even with the mask or make a joke out of it. And if she wants to have a conversation, she will. Yeah. If she, she, she won't, she won't. But again, a lot of guys, I think they're using it as an excuse to, again, not cold approach. Because, yeah. because it's not, no one likes... Most men don't like to cold approach, so it's just yeah. a convenient excuse. Just go, yeah, you know what? I'll wait for this beside. It's like you might die tomorrow. Fucking go and just approach. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, exactly, exactly. That's an interesting. You've got an interesting philosophy around that, by the way, because I always think the same kind of thing. You know, this idea like we are, we're very finite amount of time on this planet. So finite and so and easy to forget. And it's sort of a bit like you might as well just go out and kind of live the life you want to live because like, you never know so true and i think the two influences that have kind of reminded me of this are that you can so guys can just google this but the top five regrets of the dying is a great article um have you you know about i haven't i've heard about it i haven't read it yeah so I, I downloaded the book it's actually a bit of a boring read uh it's by a palliative care nurse who worked for 80 years caring for dying people a lot of them mm. older yeah uh, and she wrote her thoughts in a journal and she basically just segmented them took a while and the top five regrets she got from people and one of the big ones from i think it came from every single one of her male patients she nursed over 80 years was i wish i wouldn't hadn't worked so hard and had uh had done more more fun stuff yeah um and i think one of them as well was i you know i wish i'd realized happiness was a choice and and you can live 
whatever reality you really want to, but most guys are trapped by this fear yeah. of just, you know, offending people or whatever. Um, so that was a big influence. I, I, I reread that probably once a month. Just Google it, Top 5 Regrets of Dying. It has a Guardian article about it. And the second one was the last chapter of Robert Greene's book, Laws of Human Nature, on mortality, where he said it when you, it, it, I, I remember listening to this on the underground, and he was like, just look around you, and in 90 years' time, remember, you know, bear in mind that everyone you see is ashes. Yeah. It was all a fucking dream. So, yeah, it, it's it's a bit... It, it, it's not morbid, but it's it's a great way of actually just kind of realizing we have a very limited time and we have an even shorter time to be sexually relevant to women. Yes. You know, because I doubt I'm going to be doing that Vietnam vet thing of rolling around in my wheelchair, age 70, stopping girls. Um, you've got to make that, you know, make That's the most of it. You've got a finite window where you can actually yeah. just be, be having fun. I might not even be sexually relevant when we get out of this uh, interview, <laughs> to be honest. I think I've got about half an hour left. <laughs> But, um, um, Dad, have we got any more? Have we got another question? Uh, yeah, here's, uh, here's another one for you. So, we have restrictions tightened, uh, uh, but the gym is open. How do I open women in the gym this or is in the shop, even if she's working? The old gym game question always comes up, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, again, which I'm interested to know which country that is that restrictions have tightened, but you can still go to the gym. Is that Venice, like Muscle Beach, is it? Um, could be here because, um, yeah. Gyms are, well, most gyms are still open. That's true, moment. yeah. Um, I mean, it's just always the way, isn't it? I think Terrero came up with it, but call out the elephant in the room. Just, yeah. just say, hey, look, I know this is unusual. Insert the activity, but I, I thought you looked nice. Uh, and yeah. just see her reaction. So I saw you yeah. sweatily working out. I had to take my chance. To be honest, actually, with gym, I tend to say, especially if it's a gym you return to a lot, I'd just say go up and say, hey, I've seen you around a few times. So I just wanted to say hello. And you yeah. can very much judge from her reaction whether she's interested in having a chat with you or not. Yeah, that's true. I mean, some guys, for some reason, gym game is one of these things that comes up a lot. And some guys are like, no, don't do it. And other guys are like, it's fine. I mean, I think it depends kind of, if you're going to a gym where 30 people go and it's the same 30 people every day, then that's maybe a bit problematic. But I think for particularly like in a city like London, I, you know, where I go, I mean, you'll hardly ever see the same people twice. So Especially not, if you kind of mix up the times and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's not it's not really an, an issue. But I think what you're saying, I mean, like the, when I've done it, I've tended to just be pretty direct and just... Interesting. Di well, not direct in the sense of like, I want to sleep with you, but I mean, just direct in the sense of, <laughs> hey, I've seen you around, you look pretty pretty cute, I'd be interested in, you know, like, want yeah. to have a chat with you sort of thing and just being very... And then taking it, out of the environment as quickly as possible like, like trying to go for a number close quite quickly yeah and then you know so not making it like a big sort of seedy chat up in the environment just sort of like yeah going for a, make it quick yeah I think make that's it quick good. I, I think that's good good policy for me it's always been a bit more low-key i've dated a few girls from gyms and i've always been more about just go up and say hi literally just hello because i can as long as i'm tuned into how she's responding yeah. you can see straight away whether she wants to have that conversation and obviously if she does similar to you very quick yes. and get out of there. I think the reason guys are so, you know, it does kind of come up as a topic is you're in the gym, obviously the endorphins are flowing, you're fucking yeah. pumped up, you know, yeah. you're feeling animalistic and girls are walking around wearing nothing. So I can kind yeah, of yeah, understand. Yeah. Or the old Gymshark uh, leggings and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I typically when I go to places like Colombia and Brazil, what I'll do is I'll moonlight on free trials between loads of different gyms and be very, because I'm not from there, I don't give a fuck and I'm not yeah. going back to the gym, I'll be very direct. I'll go around and just be like, just literally do circuits of the gym, just number closing. 
yeah. uh, I'll finish my workout and spend half an hour just going all around all the floors of the gym, number closing, knowing I'm not coming back to the gym because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, on a yeah. free trial and then I'll go and find another gym. And I've, I've dated loads of girls from that. And obviously yeah. you, you see the goods on show because they're wearing nothing, they're in good shape. You're feeling good. Yeah. Yeah, so it's something to bear in mind. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good strategy. So on that note, um, obviously you're leaving these beautiful shores quite soon, aren't you, to go off and do some touring. So did you want to tell us a bit about that, where you're going, what's coming up, etc.? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm off to Mexico mid-November. going to run a boot camp in Playa de Carmen, one in Guadalajara, one in Mexico City. Um, Mexico at the moment, it's not too much of a lockdown. Things are open. The weather's nice. It's their summer. I love tequila. And I'm looking forward to getting a bit of sun, really. Um, And then New Year's, I'll be in Brazil. One of my coaches I work with called Sam, who runs a company called Fluid Social, is actually spending each year about six months in Rio. He's got family there. Mm. So he's on the ground now, and he says it's great. He says it's like the atmosphere's pumping. Are those places, I mean, I'm sure they are, given that you're going, but um, entry requirements, are. is it reasonably easy to get in? Or or do they have any sort of like covid Style restrictions no, in terms of getting in. No, and same with Colombia. Like I've got US clients who have been messaging me, and they've they've all gone over to Bogota now. No quarantine the other side. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, so it's it's good. It's yeah. I think for guys looking for something a bit more open, look to go towards places like Colombia, Brazil, and um and Mexico. So they from what you're hearing, they're fairly normalish now. Yeah, right? yeah, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like you say, I mean, Europe in the winter is um. It's not great. And also, you know, if you're if this whole stuff's to be believed, I think similar to flu, corona rates will rise in colder countries. So it makes sense to actually go somewhere hot. Um, one of the big things that hasn't been talked about at all during this pandemic, which I think has genuinely taken its toll and has actually made me, uh, has, has probably been the inspiration for a lot more guys to get in touch than they would normally. It's just that social anxiety side of yes. when you don't practice socializing for three months because there's been a lockdown, you start getting socially anxious. Yes. And I remember even for me, having spent two months not talking to anyone, I was feeling fucking weird when I was walking outside, like even yeah. saying hello, basic stuff, getting a coffee. I was like, my contact was all over the show. I was just, it's crazy how that stuff drops off very quickly. That's true, yeah. So I think guys need to just listen to, to obviously Troy and, and, and get out and, and take that plunge. You get back into this stuff, whether it's yeah. with you under your tuition or whether it's a case of forcing themselves out with a wing, but just take, start taking that action again because no one's coming to save you. This isn't going away anytime soon. We've got to adapt yeah. and get on with it. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, by the same token, I saw you. I think it was. I guess it was you and Les the other day doing a, a stream, and you were saying, you know, why? Like, instead of complaining about stuff, maybe now is the time to get out. You know, if you've got I that chance so. to do so. I mean, I think so because you can almost use this as a clean slate, right? I've watched loads of pickup stuff previously. I didn't do anything about it. Why don't I just fucking draw a line in the sand and just? Do something. Why yeah. don't I just go and try? And I can guarantee you women are super receptive to this. Guys are always worrying, oh, you know, how's London? I hear you have to wear masks on the underground. I'm like, yeah, and what? Like, I've been out, I've been taking students out for the last three months in London. It's been great. Women are super receptive to being approached because they're getting less and less attention. They want a date. Go and do it. It's that yeah. simple. And if you can't do it, message Troy and, and ask to have a consultation where you can figure out exactly what the guy needs, if and how you can help him get there and, and, and make that process as, as painless and as easy as possible. Yes, that's, 100%. That's, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's a great time. Like, well, right now at the moment, we haven't got that many restrictions in place. It's it's open season, really, isn't it? I, I think mean, so. You know, I mean, I think for the travel side of things, and obviously I appreciate not everybody's just going to be able to up sticks and, and travel, that's unfortunately. That's fair enough, yeah. But, but if you can... 
really. I mean, now is a good time to do it, right? Cause Absolutely, because like... the, the dating apps are more and more congested by horny men getting nowhere. Yeah, You can't mingle in bars because, like, most places uh, similar to the UK, you, you book a slot in a bar, you can't, or a t- and you yeah. have a table, you can't mingle between the tables. So this need to be able to just interact with people in normal situations is is ever more important. Yeah, yeah. It's even more relevant now what we do than it was before. Corona's actually... Yeah pivoted in our favor in some way yeah, to promote yeah. what we do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, have you got uh, any more questions, Dan? Um, yeah, there's, there's probably two more at the moment. So you've got... Any questions, guys, stick them in the chat and we'll... Uh, yeah, and if we'll there's any questions things. afterwards, like, you can just... Yeah, yeah, you can always sure. do this again and yeah, yeah. answer questions. And... Yeah, is Greece a good game, uh, place to game under these circumstances? Yeah, I know a couple of people that just come back from Corfu and they said it was pretty good. Crete's good. Yeah, it's open, mm. so it's good. Yeah. Greek women pretty... are not the easiest, though, I must say, it's in my pr- experience. It's probably still pretty warm there as well, isn't it, I would imagine, yeah. at the moment? nice weather, nice food. Although my experience with Greek women is that they're, they're not the easiest to gain. They're quite... They actually like Greek guys. They don't really yeah. like meeting foreign men. That was yeah. my experience with it. I'm sure there's some outliers. Because that's a question that comes up quite a lot, actually, which is this sort of idea of like, oh, so if I, I just go to a different country and then it's going to be a lot easier. And that's sort of the, sometimes the case, but it's not always the case. Right? If you've got your shit together, um, then it should be the case that you find it slightly easier where you're more exotic. Yes. And there's certain countries like that guys will just do better at. So I, obviously the BAV stuff inspired lots of Indian guys to get in touch mm. and Pakistani guys because obviously they've seen Baz, uh, Baz, Bav. Um, and I say to them, look, if you want to do some damage, go to Sweden and Finland because Asian yeah. guys are really heralded there. Like right. they really yeah. want the local girls, blonde hair, blue eyed, really want to meet Indian guys. Yeah. So you've got a massive in. Um, so I, I think it's about just getting in touch with us because we've traveled a fair bit and, and then just figuring out for what you like, where, where could I go? Yeah. Some guys prefer more hot climate. Some guys are more happy with cold. Some guys prefer more party stuff, more chilled. And we, we've traveled between us quite a lot. So, yeah, yeah, we can give advice on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. What would you say? You were in Stockholm, actually, weren't you, um, quite recently? Yeah. Were you there for a month? Two months, yeah. Wow, awesome. I originally flew over there just for a haircut and just to go to the gym. <laughs> I was just bored of the restrictions here and ended up staying and... It's an interesting place, yeah. So, so how was it over there? I, I've been before, but not during this this period. But obviously, yeah. that, that is the great white hope, isn't it? Like Sweden, it's stayed open and everything. I mean, like, what was the vibe like generally? Yeah, it was very open. There was no issues with Corona. It was, um, you know, just act. Everything was normal apart from actually going to the bars. Same problem. You had you to, to, you couldn't yeah. mingle. Um, but the day game stuff was fine. And obviously, after bars, what happens a lot of the dating culture in Sweden is go, people go into the bars in separate groups, not socialize. The entire got absolutely hammered. They'll all come out on the street together and then just pair off and go off and fuck. Yeah. Um, as a place, it's good. The girls are very sexually liberal. Yes. You know, I wouldn't want to marry a Swedish girl. God knows what a sausage count is. Um, <laughs> it's they're, Yeah, they're quite promiscuous. Swedish guys, well-dressed, good-looking, but incredibly shy. Mm. Terrified of approaching. The women actually do the approaching over there. I've seen yeah. in bars. Yeah. Uh, interesting place. I personally found it a bit boring after a while. I prefer it, it, Finland. I think it's more fun. It's Stockholm is quite um it's quite a sort of sterile place, isn't it? It's very clean but very sort of very efficient, very they're very polite, but apparently yeah. then they just bitch about you behind your back. Oh, really? Apparently, okay. I don't know. Mm. Um but yeah, just just quite yeah, quite as you see, lots of rules. I I I must say out of the Scandinavian places I've traveled to, I prefer Finland. I just think it's more more chaotic, more crazy. 
a bit more fun. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, if you think about, like, one of my favorite places is Berlin, which is just com- the complete opposite, isn't it? Yeah. It's complete degeneracy and, like, graffiti all over the place. Yeah, it's great. It reminds me of, like, kind of a, a Shoreditch on steroids. Yeah, yeah, In yeah, a good yeah, way. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a really fun place. And actually, you know, kind of breaking that German stereotype, that the people over there are a lot more liberal and a lot more fun as well. It's Yeah, I mean, like, every time I've been back to Berlin, I've just seen some crazy stuff happening in the clubs. It is a cool place, like... man. It's especially Bergheim. Like, that place is fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But one of the things quite interesting about your stuff is that you, you're obviously, you're a day game guy, but you do, you're, you're into more this party type vibe and you're sort of going into yeah. the evening as well, which is a bit of a, maybe a break from tradition with some of those earlier guys who it was just all about, you know, oh, it's in the coffee shop. and Yeah, I, I like the idea of party, I call it party day game, which is basically basing a day game training around a, a big event like Rio Carnival yeah, or like Dare of the Dead in Mexico or like, um, you know, one of the big me- music festivals in the US. And You're the- really saying getting pride in Brighton. Yeah, it's sick. It's mm. really good. Like yeah. massively underrated, draws in loads of people. And obviously <clears throat> the gay guys whip up the fervor during the day. Yeah. All these girls are like, oh yeah. And then they get horny and like, you're one of the only straight guys approaching. Yeah. But yeah. even going out in Soho, like there's a couple of gay clubs, like Freedom, Freedom, I call it yes. Freedom Las Vegas. Mm. You go in there and honestly you can do some real damage because you're the only straight guy. Yeah. You're yeah. just, you know, and there's loads of horny women. Yeah. Come yeah. midnight. And the atmosphere is, is always good. Down it's there, a lot of fun. Places. Soho is yeah. such a cool place. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, for me, I've, I'm, I'm, I'll be a terrible poker player. I don't have much patience. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea of going to a place and everyone's there for a good time, not a long time. Obviously, the, the beauty of these kind of group events is things like Rio Carnival is it's, you know, it's not just people from Rio there. You've got people from every part of Brazil who are just yeah. there for a good time. And, and it's very easy to kind of get physical and make stuff happen. And basing it around an event, it's just fun. Yeah, for me. Yeah. But it is a bit of a departure. It's almost an amalgamation of a bit of night stuff, but in the daytime. Yeah. Um, I think I think it was Tom as well. He he was an advocate of this series of ebooks called Six Years a Challenge. That's right. Which yeah, I think yeah. are, they're really good. And actually they've been a big inspiration for me, alongside a, a guy who's into his hardcore self-improvement yeah. called Good Looking Loser. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and 60, he, yeah. yeah. the sixty years of challenge stuff is is good, isn't it? It's golden. Like it's it's no nonsense. It's like uh, one of his things. There, I think he does a small section on day game, which is like one of his things is like approaching ain't shit. Like you're just what are you even doing? Counting like sets. It's just like see the girl and fucking talk. So of course, it's not even a, yeah. a thing. Whereas we're banging her about. Oh, you've got to go and do this. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. You haven't spoken to her already. Why the fuck are you reading yeah, this? Yeah, like, yeah. I think it's brilliant for sexual tension escalations. Yes, there. yes. I re- yes, I read that ebook. Although I messed up with that ebook once because I read that, and then I met a girl through day game in Berlin, actually Russian girl, and I went on the date with her. And you know how he kind of says in that book, "Do less," you know, just let this tension build up. Yeah. So I'm in this cafe with this girl. And I'm just sitting there like trying to smolder, <laughs> and the girl's like going like, and then she, and then she's like, um, and then she's like. Oh, you're trying to be really sexy, but you know, you're not saying anything. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, don't worry, babe. And I'm just like... <laughs> I also made that mistake. And I think with all this stuff, you've got to take it... Um, yeah. Yeah, if you take it out of context, it's weird. Because, yeah, I th- but it's, it's weird because he's not... He's written it a bit all over the place. And towards, I think, the end of the fourth ebook, he talks about actually at the beginning, you should have really, really impressive social skills and yes. then transition into that seductive phase. But the same as me, yeah. when you just read that escalation book, it's like you're sitting there saying nothing and the girl's like, who's this fucking yeah, guy? Yeah, Why is he yeah, speaking? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, take the principles with a, a pinch of salt. But obviously, I think the, the key thing is be that very sociable guy yes. and then move into that kind of seductive stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And I mean, like practicing the social skill stuff because it's, it's kind of hard meeting you 
to see you as being an introvert. Yeah, but, I, know, get, I get that a lot. And I, I think it's just testament to the fact I've been doing this for a long time now. And I think especially teaching lots of guys, it mm. forces you to become more emotionally intelligent because I'm dealing with lots of different personality types. Yeah. And you have to put yourself into that role of kind of mentor and leader and, and come across as more confident, even if it was a bit of fakery at the beginning, fake it till you make it. Um, yeah, I, I think for me, I've, I've become, I've learned to become more extroverted. Um, yeah. And when you do stuff like start putting yourself on YouTube, you, you can't, you, you just stop, you have to stop giving a fuck about what people think because you just, yeah, yeah, if you start worrying about that, you just start to care less naturally. Yeah. Um, but I think you are the sum of your habits. And like we touched on at the beginning of the video, doing this stuff, talking to people every day is so important. If you're yeah. naturally like 90% of the guys that we teach are more introverted, you have to be practicing those social skills. Yeah, You have to be bantering with the girl serving you coffee, talking to the old lady at the bus stop. Even if they're meaningless conversations go nowhere, try and add value to someone's day within the first 30 seconds, which for me means make them laugh, smile, crack a joke. Yeah. An easy one guys can learn is always just if they, they're going and buying a tea or coffee, she goes or he goes, what else would you like? And you go, well, a smile would be nice. Always gets a smile, makes you feel good, makes them feel good. They remember it. It's just easy to add these little value elements to your day. Yeah. It's going to practice those social skills. Yeah, yeah. Because, again, playfulness is the big thing that guys are missing, I think. Yeah, definitely, say. definitely. And for some of us or some and some clients, that could be tricky because you're very in your head the whole time, particularly if you're working in, like, you know, computer science or coding or something like that and you're in your head you're with the spreadsheets all day and then to yeah. break out of that it really is tough but you you need to just keep exercising that muscle don't you i mean i think so it's just it's just repetition isn't it um well like i said i mean i, I found it really tough i mean i was you know i found it hard to hold eye contact with people certainly to hold eye contact with girls to talk to people you know i found it really really difficult when i was younger and i'm different to that now but the only reason for that is because i just put my i put myself out of my comfort zone so many times for so long that you have to just yeah. sink or swim. I think it's a good mindset to have. And, and it's in 60 years a challenge as well, which is just challenge yourself in life. Yeah. Like that's, that's how you feel good. That's how you progress. And I think there was a quote. Do, yeah. Sorry. Do you see, you see that as the travel as being sort of part of that as well, putting yourself in a totally foreign situation. And yeah, I think so. Especially like I, I do prefer to game with a wing. I prefer to travel with a wing. I like the banter element. I find yeah. it, I'm not one of these lone wolf characters that, likes just be on their own, facing it against the world the entire time. I think it is important to learn to like your own company, but I prefer to be with other people. But yeah. typically what I'll do if I know that I'm going to meet guys and we're teaching a boot camp together is I'll go off for, say, five, seven days on my own Yes. beforehand, knowing I've got that safety net of having someone there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you yeah. do have to learn to enjoy your company. And I guess growing up with three younger brothers, I was never on my own. So it's just yeah. a kind of a skill I'd never had. Like, yeah. Oh fuck! This is what it feels like to be on my own. Like what? Yeah. Fuck! This is weird. Yeah. Better deal with these issues. Yeah. Better smash this. <laughs> <together. laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's all a learning curve for sure. But how um, does uh, how did you kind of um, were there any? I'm just interested to know because I, I don't know this stuff. But were there any kind of main pivotal points for you where you just where you, you kind of shifted from uh, more introverted to more extroverted, or well, anything you particularly focused on doing? Because it would be super helpful, guys. Probably. Well, look, well, like I say, I mean, one of the one of the, the issues really is that when it things changed a lot from me for me was actually because I started to go out and I started to party. To, and we, to be honest, it's actually something that I've said to a few guys. There's this hilarious guy called Dan Pena and he talks about these fucking snowflakes. Basically people are such soft. Uh, he lives in like a castle in Scotland. He's a billionaire. He's a bit mm. weird. Um, but he talks about one of the things that most men need is just manning up, being punched in the face a few times, doing a bit of cocaine 
sleeping mm. with some prostitutes and just living you know, a bit. First. Yeah, I'm not advocating <laughs> that. But, you know, yeah, just, just well, living a bit. And it sounds like kind of that might have kind of in some way at uni been a it, it, breakout. It, it, it kind of was, to, to be honest. And it's sort of like, and, and to be honest, I'd probably took it too far in some ways. Really? So what I, well, yeah. So what dead I, bodies buried yeah, in yeah, 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 exactly. I can't go back to Manchester, put it that way. <laughs> um, but what I... Um, what I now, what I've tried to do since is to sort of like backwards engineer it and say, okay, nice. so what were the mindsets? How did I get to the mindsets that I ended up having? Yeah, and I don't great. think a guy needs to go on some self I mean, obviously, you know, go out and enjoy yourself, whatever. But I don't think you have to go on like a really self-destructive kind of thing in order to, to break out. Because um, what happened with me was that I changed my mindset as a result of those things. Mm -hmm. But I probably could have done it. Well, I could have done it anyway. And you know, without being going down a sort of like a self-destructive or like, you know, route. Um, because what you do, you, you've, you've got to break out of yourself. I mean, you've got to get out of your comfort zone and break out of that self-image of yourself as being somebody who's shy. Or These stories like, we tell ourselves, which which manifest into actually you being uh, trapped in a certain set of actions. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. We have to just say, fuck, I think it's in 48 Laws of Power, one of Robert Greene's books, where this... Uh, I think it's law 25, this ability to rebuild yourself, recreate yourself, and what project can be more satisfying than, than forgetting everything that's there and, and rebuilding yourself in your own image, in that yeah. hero's image of however you want to be perceived. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So for me, it, it almost happened sort of by accident, but also I think I was always very defiant as a character. Like in some ways, although I was very bookish and sort of like introverted and stuff as a kid, there was always this side of me that was a bit like, well, stop that, I just want to go to the party. Do you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And so you sort of you sort of break out of it. But I think every guy, every guy can do it. It's just some of us have more of a journey than, than others, I think. Yeah, I think for me these days, I'm, I've kind of, I'm similar to you, I've had uh, historically a very self-destructive streak. Like I love yeah. getting fucked up, like yeah. on drink, drugs, everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it's now, and, and actually working with this guy we call Mind Guy Alex, who does a lot of the inner game work with plants I work with. He, yeah. he has this idea of controlled explosions. So he okay, went through yeah. quite a rough time. I think one of his, I think his mum died uh, when he was mid twenties. He basically got hooked on cocaine and mm. drinking like a bottle of whiskey a day, and he eventually got it down to the point where he was only doing it say once a month. And his concept was basically act like a monk have that uh, almost purge day booked in your diary where that day anything goes, like whatever yeah. you fucking want, and it's guilt-free. So the next day it's like a Sunday, for instance, if you do it on a Saturday and you've got nothing to feel bad for. Yeah. And I kind of use that concept now, like have that one day a month where the shadow side comes out and I do whatever I fucking want and I do it guilt-free because I know yeah. it's planned in. And it's a very good way of then reverse engineering to actually have pretty on-point habits, get your head down work-wise, knowing you've got that kind of explosion coming up. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think we, I guess we're coming up kind of on the hour now, Dan. How long have uh, we? Just got over an hour. Oh, have we? Yeah, and funny enough, you've got uh, quite a few good questions that have. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Yeah. How long have you? How long have yeah, you got? I've got plenty we, of time, man. Okay, we can go through. We do go whatever through. you want to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm either way, but let's. If we've got a few questions, let's go through. Yeah, some, see if we can get some really interesting ones here. So here's a here's the first one. Uh, have you guys got any recommendations? books to learn dirty talk in the bedroom um i mean i yeah i don't want to shamelessly plug people i work with but the guy i work with who's called mr bonaparte is basically the resident sex sex coach he's a professional sex coach that i give work to he'd be the man to speak to uh, about that probably in his smooth sleazy french accent <laughs> I was just thinking, this is like a really weird like version of like um, this morning, isn't it? We're sort of like on the couch, you know, like morning show. Yeah, we're talking about yeah, it. yeah, like, yeah. Um, Good book for dirty talk. I'm trying to think if there's anything. There was a really good um, couple of Reddit posts online I read, and I think I've got them 
earmark somewhere. Oh, he's listened. I've heard some like music. how dirty talk one and two. I tell you, I, I'll tell you who was recently talking about it, but I don't think he's got a book yet. Is a guy that I know called Sterling Cooper, who's actually a male porn star. I've actually interviewed him on my channel really? and, and stuff. Yeah, he's based in LA. What's his stage name? Um, I think it's just Sterling Cooper. I don't know if that's his. I don't know if that's his. He's done like three hundred movies. Really? Yeah, I interviewed him on my channel um, a little while ago, and he we he got like a it, it went sort of kind of mild. It was sort of like 40,000 views. That's cool, was, man. Yeah. Um, really? But he, I was doing an online thing with him recently and he was talking about Dirty Talk. I don't think he's got a book yet, but if you follow him, just look up Sterling Cooper on YouTube or find him on Twitter. I think he might be doing a book about it quite soon, but he's got some good advice on that kind of stuff and the sort of dominance type stuff as well. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he does it as a living, so probably yeah. knows what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Right, your next question. Uh, what to do when, uh, what would you do when you're running out of things to say on a date to stop that awkward silence? Well, yeah, I mean, don't mm. do not do what we did, which is turn up on the date and don't say anything and just sort of rival that. <laughs> yeah. um, I think I think the uh, the way I'd look at this question is if you're shitting yourself from, from the minute you get on the date and you're just trying to fill the silences with, with inane chatter, then actually you should be trying to just enjoy those silences and, and build that sexual tension. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, sexual tension is inherently a bit uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah, and you, that's true. But yeah. you've got to be dominant over the girl in that sense that you're not breaking eye contact first. You're able to hold that like kind of tension because if you start looking away, feeling the heat, she's going to be like, this guy's a bit of a puss. Yeah, that's true. And it's just that sense of nothing can phase you. That's the frame that you've got to come from. You know, you don't like sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes even just before the day, you go into an interaction with the girl and she will act like, oh my God, this is really awkward because that's how she's conditioned to behave. And I mean, the way I always play it off is I don't allow the concept of awkwardness to come into my mindset in any sense. Do you know what I mean? So I'm On a like, date or just the whole time? Just generally. Like in my head, I'm like, this isn't awkward. This is just perfectly normal. I like if you it. Think, okay. If you think it's awkward, that's, that's kind of your Your problem. issue, yeah. So if you've got that kind of mindset, then kind of whatever happens, you just you sort of play it off as being, yeah, this is like fine. It. You know, it's a good way. I I used to do the opposite, which was, it's going to always be awkward. I think it, talking to a stranger or someone new, uh, and then also going on a date with someone new, sexual tensions inherently a bit awkward, and just thrive and have fun with that awkwardness. Put the pressure yeah. on her, not on me. Yeah, just have fun with it. No, it's going to be awkward and just kind of revel in it. But the, yeah, exactly. But the, the, I suppose the other thing is like that that gift of the gab thing, isn't it? And I mean, again, I don't think. You can really. I think the only way to to get better at that is is just by talking to more people or putting yourself in more situations. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And and the thing that I often say to guys to, to use an debate again, I didn't invite this, but the question game. I, I think yeah. if you're playing that game, uh, and you can Google this, the question game on dates, then you're never going to run out of things to say. Yeah, really, because it's either her question or your question. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. There are there are old things like the cube and <laughs> yeah. strawberry fields and stuff. You can Google those. Sam's well. got a brilliant story about the cube where he obviously you, you start reading this stuff don't you and thinking right that's yeah. what the magic trick for everything and he'd be like in a club in nottingham at uni take a girl who's into him already set her down start doing the cube and ship like it'd, it'd break for one second turn around and she'd be like getting with someone else <laughs> <laughs> as he's still doing his routine <laughs> no no but you haven't heard yeah 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 <laughs> actually I did, I did the cube on a i remember doing a cube, the cube on a date in sheffield once because i just literally did run out of things to say and the girl wasn't being very forthcoming and it actually did work it did it did yeah. amazingly because it because a lot of the time, it's not what you talk about so much. It's not because the cube is like this magical spell. It's just that you've got to keep things going for a bit sure, in order yeah. to get her 
Just carry yeah. it through, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. We got another one, Dan? Uh, so, uh, this must have been a guy who was watching your stuff yesterday, but he says, Hi guys, similar to what Troy was talking about yesterday, uh, what does James, how does James manage multiple relationships and, uh, and when does he decide to drop a plate? Um, so for me, it was like getting into this for the first two years, just have sex with as many women as I can to validate my ego. Uh, and I'd actually, even if I liked to go off the third date, I'd cut her off just right. because I wanted to get back out and... and yeah. get good. Uh, I knew there were four phases to learn, which were getting good at the day game, so approaching in any situation, getting good at the texting, getting good at going on dates and sleeping with girls, and getting good at kind of the relationship management side. I didn't yeah. address the relationship management side for the first few years. Now, seven years in, when I'm coming up to 34, I travel to certain cities frequently, mm. uh, and I like to have this idea of I know a few girls in the city, and if I'm yeah. in town, I can just have that girlfriend experience. Yeah. Um, so for me, it is, yeah, try and kind of almost maintain things with a girl in Buenos Aires, with a girl in Rio, and just kind of be able to jet into these cities and have that girlfriend experience. Now, the, the problem is, obviously, women, they want eventually stability and security, and that's yeah. just how they're built. And so often, yeah, the plate will drop itself off, and she'll find someone mm. uh, who uh, is going to offer that security. But then what will often happen, if that breaks up, I'll get a message back again going, I'm single again. Mm. Um, so that's kind of what I do in terms of kind of messaging. I'm not good at long game stuff. I find it fucking boring, but I'll just kind of drop her a message every so often, maybe like a post of hers to get her to kind of think of me. Just it's very yeah. minor stuff. Mm. Um, but also just living in that abundance mindset. I just, I love the fact that I can go to a new city and just, or a city I've been to a few times. And just, even if I haven't got someone there, it's just going to spur me into action to just keep approaching and you yeah. can always find a new girl. Right. Because like you say, it's like almost like death gram thing, isn't it? Abundance mindset. Like, and and mm. just guys get so caught up on like one girl, it's just like, fuck me. Mm. Um, which is fine to do. Like I'm not against the idea of, of, of exclusive relationships or whatever. But if you're not 100% all in on it, then yeah. fucking don't. Just just be single, I think. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that really answered the question. Did it, Dan? Uh, I think it did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So next question. Uh, have you got any tips for getting established in a new city as a digital nomad or uh, a longer term Euro jaunt? Any any tips? I can just add in whatever you um, miss, I guess. Well, getting established, I mean, it depends what you... I suppose if you're, you've moved from one city to uh, a new one, where, where would you start with kind of working on your, your day game dating? Now? Well... The great thing, I suppose, about this skill set is that it enables you to go out and meet a lot of new people quite quickly. Mm. So, I, I mean, I, I, I'm i trying to think of, uh, in terms of friendships, it's slightly different. Well, it's not, it's, it's different and it's not different. I mean, you can, you can go to, you can go to bars and get chatting to people. I mean, that, I don't know if that sounds weird or not, but you, you can, you can make friends through that. But, um, what I would probably do is go out and do some day games, make sure you're doing your 20 approaches a week. Yeah. Minimum. Agreed. Then you're going to meet girls. And even if some of those don't come off, but, you know, you could potentially even... I mean, I know we always say, don't be friends with girls, don't get into that let's just be friends type situation. But in this specific instance, maybe you could. You know, you could meet a cool girl. You don't quite hit it off, but then, you know, she's got some friends and blah, blah, blah. You know, the great thing about the skill set is that you can, like like you just said, you can plug yourself anywhere, really. Yeah. And, and you and can meet start people. meeting people within the first hour. Absolutely so, agree. And I think do your research as well. Don't just, you know... I've got win groups in a lot of cities, so get in touch with me if you want to discuss kind of options. But 
yeah have do your research online first like figure out why you're going to the place like because the world is your oyster and you can you know you can really pick and choose if you like latina girls think about going somewhere like bogota medellin in colombia if you like blonde hair blue eye girls think about helsinki oslo stockholm uh if you like russian girls obviously think about moscow think about the location um and yeah no i was just gonna say like you said i mean the the sort of dating game community is is pretty extensive now anyway. So there's a good chance that you'll be able to get in touch with potential wings and so on in that area before yeah. you go. And and if you really can't, then maybe you want to think twice about maybe that's not the best place for you. But I think in a lot of cities, sure across Europe, you know, Berlin, Munich, uh, Prague, Warsaw, there's there's people there's people there on the ground that you can meet up pretty easily. So what was the exact question, Dan? Just one more time. Uh, let me put back on it. Uh, so any tips for getting established in a new city as a digital nomad slash long-term Euro jobs? Um, I mean, it's kind of a, it's questions within questions. There. I'm not sure exactly yeah, what he's asking. Because yeah. is, is he asking for basically tips on how to build a successful digital business or is he actually asking for... I, no, well, I, I would assume that this would be more for uh, working on his dating and social life uh, as he's as he is a digital nomad moving to a new city. As Troy said, I think there's no getting around, um, especially if you don't know anyone in the city, you should be really hitting. I mean, I typically, if I go to a new place and I've never been there, I've got no existing leads, I've got no Tinder date set up, I'll be for the first four days doing at least 20 approaches a day. Right. I'll, yeah. I'll arrive on a Wednesday, get checked in, have no pressure to do anything. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which I know typically are going to be the more busy days, I will fucking go to town on the approaches. Yes. And I'll really top load that and then just start going on dates straight away off the back of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do yeah. that. Don't sit in the house procrastinating, being nervous, being introverted. Sign up to a gym, stock up your Airbnb if you're there with food and get out and start approaching. And again, get in touch with me and Troy uh, if you want wings in cities because between us, we've, we've got lots of contacts in lots of different places. Cool. So another question. Uh, do you think having good fashion does matter uh, with any open? What's the second part then? Uh, he's just sort of made a statement about that he's always dressed in slippers and short pants and that he doesn't feel like approaching for most of the time. Is he based in, is he in Perth where it's like 50 degrees the whole time? Because if he's in London, he's lucky up in an asylum. <laughs> he's in Wigan. <laughs> like, the, like the women wearing nothing. It seems to be the further north you go. The yeah, less they're wearing, like, yeah, 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 I don't yeah. know, they're made of strong stuff up there. They, they, they really are. They Fuck really me. are. What, what do you think about the fashion, Troy? Uh, I th- yeah, I think it makes a, a, I think it makes a difference. I think sure. it makes a big difference. I mean, I, I always, you're looking fucking dapper to say, but I remember working in the city, coming out in a suit and doing day game around places like Canary Wharf and stuff, and it, it was super easy. I, look, I knew I looked good in the suit. Yeah. I knew women responded well to it. This idea that if you're dressed in a suit, you're a beta provider. It's fucking bullshit. Jordan yeah, Belfort, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. As if yeah, he was yeah, coming yeah. across a fucking provider or yeah, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio in a suit. I mean, they're not. So if you're a beta guy who's fucking, you know, sucks ass anyway, yeah, wearing a suit will just exacerbate it. But yeah, I think always go on the smarter side, actually. Uh, and then, you know, a big thing that I always say to guys if they want to improve their fashion, wear a shirt and a blazer yes. on a night out. If that's too smart, or shirt, blazer, and so if that's too smart, take off the tie just top button if that's too smart take off blazer roll your sleeves up always better start smarter and then dumb it down women most men are fashion illiterate most women take fashion very seriously look how long they spend getting ready it's a massive part for them the equivalent of us seeing a nice pair of tits or an ass on a beach 
they respond to a well-dressed man. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I, I mean, I've noticed in my time that actually when I'm dressed more like this, on average, the the um, response tends to be a bit better. Like during the summer, during the summer when you're just wearing shorts and t-shirt, and you can't really quite kind of smarten it up as much. I find I find on average, I think probably the autumn when I'm wearing more like this kind of thing or like a nice coat or whatever, um, the responses tend to be better. So I think it I think does. They are. I, I think, think and, and as well, I don't know about you, but I, I mean, like, because you've got a fashion expert, haven't you? I think as part of your in your stable, is that is that right? Yeah, or, a guy called Ollie Pierce. He, he works the Calvin Klein rule for about. Uh, 10 years uh, quite successful and he he's an interesting one because he literally will take me to Primark and dress me up there and you don't have to spend top dollar yeah. and he said it's all made in the same factory the only difference is they stitch on an Armani brand versus a Primark brand exactly well yeah exactly you don't have to spend a lot of money and there's some good stuff in Primark I mean Zara is another good place H&M I mean you, you know your usual types of places you can get some great some great stuff so it's not about the money so much but um, you might as well have all the bases covered off right so true because you're not going to be she's not going to hold it against you for being well dressed but she will mark you down and it's just another reason to give a girl to not want to have a conversation with you if you're dressed like shit. Yeah. Um, if you are kind of more at the going for that kind of more of that bad boy avatar of, I guess, you know, tattoos and piercings and stuff, fine. But just remember that that's going to rule out a certain type of girl. Yeah. Um, I think it's important. And I think Ollie talks about it or someone else talks about it, but find your kind of ideal avatar for fashion. So, yeah. you know, for, for you, I can imagine you being kind of the, the James Bond-esque, bit of a bad boy, but he's mm. dressed fucking well. Because you've got obviously the kind of accessory stuff going yeah. on, but you're you're looking sharp. So find your avatar on Instagram. You know the guy from Peaky Blinders, David Beckham, David Gandhi, whatever it is, or, or more of that James Dean motorbike guy, you know, bad boy with a leather jacket, and then just start get looking at those for inspiration. Yeah. And when you go to the fashion guy, go, I want to look like, and then insert avatar depending on how it fits with your personality, and you can yeah. max that out. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. But definitely. fashion, I, I, having been a fashion illiterate guy myself and still in the process of learning it, having, again, worked with experts to, to help me, I think I've realised it is super important. Yeah, and I mean, men's fashion, it doesn't need to be so complicated, really. There's no, a lot it doesn't. very classic stuff that just looks good. And um, you don't need to, as, as Troy said, you don't need to spend massive amounts of money. Yeah. You just need to know how to dress. Fit, yeah. colour, basic staples, like a really good belt, really good pair of boots, a really good jacket, and a really good pair of jeans. Then the rest is kind of just accessories, like, yeah. you know, well-fitted T-shirts, things like that, getting the, the base colours, white, black, dark blue. Just Again, I'm not an expert, but get in touch and we can put you in guys yeah. in touch with guys who understand this. But yeah, it is important. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just, just to finish on this, I have one guy, I've had several guys who I've taken out for daytime coaching and they turn up and they're just kind of wearing like a baggy t-shirt. They just, they, they don't look very good because I think they have this impression, they have this idea that, well, all I need to do is learn the secrets of day game. And then it's nonsense. Uh, it's it, fucking nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it's look. It's all of it's all a value add. When yeah. you when you when you speak to a girl, value chips are exchanged, and if your fashion sucks, it says a lot about you as well. Because for to the girl, it says this guy doesn't give a fuck about himself. Yeah. Uh, and also, if you are like we've said, if you're wearing a nice suit like you are, you feel good about yourself. Yeah. And so naturally, you're going to come across as more confident with the girl. Yeah, She's yeah, going to yeah. like the look of it. It's a no-brainer to just, I think, dress better. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to start going around with a monocle and a bow tie, <laughs> you know, riding a penny farthing. We're not talking about that sort of weird fashion, but just just look smarter. Many men will look good like that, or at the very, very least in a T-shirt and blazer and decent yeah. shoes and, and well-fitted jeans. I think that's a bare minimum. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so have we got any others, Dan? Uh, there's only a couple more here. So 
so next question, this is kind of more about conversation skills uh, with women. What are your thoughts on humble bragging to demonstrate instant value after delivering the stack? Should I start? I, I wouldn't really, humble bragging, I, um, I, I wouldn't really recommend that because I think it's probably going to come off or she's going to see what you're doing and you are in danger of looking like a bit of a, a tool, to be honest. I guess how, how would you, what would be an example of humble bragging? Um, standing beside your Porsche, it might <laughs> be mine. Like, or something like it. Uh, I can. I think. I think. I'm, I'm reading between the lines here, but I imagine what Ray means is instead of basically just doing that straight out American nonsense of "Oh, look how successful I am," yes. maybe doing it in more subtle way. Yeah, more more UK, more kind of mm. diplomatic way, which. I can kind of, I think there is some leverage to that. Like I typically don't tell girls much about myself uh, and on a date I'll kind of let her ask questions and then feed her information based on that. Um, or, you know, situationally, like for example, I'll be in Brazil, I can speak a bit of Portuguese and a girl will overhear me speaking Portuguese, but I won't have mentioned it. Yeah. And so it's, you're leading with your actions and they can just see this guy's quite high value based on that. And again, high value men they don't feel the need to talk about their successes because they're not trying to justify themselves. So yes, yeah, work on your shit that interests you, build that value and just and just live your life. And, and women will kind of, they're very perceptive. They'll pick up on that be like, fuck me, that's impressive. And you don't need to say anything. Yeah. That's quite a good, good way of doing it. Yeah, that's true. I prefer to leave things, well, for a start, I like to be very vague in the early stages. On the, I think that's good. That creates mystery. Yeah, yeah. exactly. In, in, for, I say the early stages, I mean, about the first two years. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like to leave everything a little bit vague and sort of like, so she kind of knows I do some sort of self-employed thing, but she doesn't quite know. What yeah, what do, you, like, what do you say out of interest when you get that question? Because I say um, I do kind of online online products yeah i say like digital marketing or digital content yeah. creation and stuff like this um so uh i, I mean i used to start as a writer because i've written like, like a number of books about all this stuff and, yeah. but, but, the, but the difficulty with that is then they say oh so what have you written can i can i read one of your books and everything and yeah. you, <laughs> yes you you're, on, into, you're on page 57 <laughs> yeah and you get into that rabbit hole then so um but yeah, I think leave it vague. I think, like you said, I think the key point here really is that if the really high value guy, you know, the guy who's sitting in the, I don't know, the, the five-star hotel and he's like got the, you know, the Philip Protect watch and all that kind of stuff, that guy doesn't feel the need to brag in any sense because it's just like, why would it, you know? So I, I, I always think just channel that, you know, like, yeah, like that, I was, that mindset of, of kind of imagine if you were in that field, super successful. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea. Cause I always feel when I, if I do find myself starting to say something to slightly big myself up, I start to feel uncomfortable. Cause then I think, wait a minute, I'm now, I'm, I'm like having to compensate in a way. Almost, almost justifying yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Mm. It's different if a girl is genuinely interested and wants to know more and starts exploring a topic with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you just out of nowhere start going, oh yeah, so my business is going really well. You yeah, know, yeah, all this yeah, shit. Yeah. She's just a bit like, what are you fucking talking about? Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, if yeah, I, I think maybe what he means is after the after the hook point when it when the focus should be more on the girl and you're kind of asking her questions. Is it okay to sprinkle sprinkle some things in about us? And yeah, I'd say it is. Yeah. But again, you want to make it playful, wrap up facts with teasers. I've always said like I was born in Hong Kong. So she's like, where are you from? And I'm like, the land of the holy chopstick. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I was born in Hong Kong. Yeah. And so, but she remembers it because it's, it's wrapping the facts up with playfulness. And I, I said, I work like, she was like, what do you do? And I said, well, I used to work as a, uh, you know, and then a job where I had, uh, well, I was like, have you seen the movie Wolf of Wall Street? She'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, 
more cocaine, slightly more women. And she'd be like, what? And I'd be like, yeah, I was a broker. And she'd be like, oh, okay. But she remembers it. So it's just, yeah. it's not bragging. It's just being playful. Yeah. So there's a difference. I think focus on delivering factual stuff about your life more playfully rather than humble bragging. Because women, again, they don't give a fuck about your job title. They they, they care about the emotion you've conveyed it with. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and like you say, I think that sense of mystery in the initial stages is, is really good anyway. I think so, yeah. Um, like I... Even when I was walk, working corporate, I wouldn't go into details about what I did and everything because, for a start, it's bloody boring. But secondly, like you, you don't want to be an open book, do you? You know, you don't want to be like, "All oh, right, I know, I now know everything about." This she thing. can read straight through everything. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, do we have anything further? Uh, no, actually, that was probably the last best question that I've I've seen on this list. Cool. Good stuff. Okay. Well, it's been awesome to finally meet and have a, a good yeah, chat. Man, and I've really enjoyed it. It's yeah, been good. We've, we've covered a lot of good stuff today, I think. So thanks ever so much for, for coming along no and problem doing at all. this. It's been a pleasure. We'll, we'll do it again on my channel. 100%. No, I look forward to that. Um, in That being said, um, do you want to tell the guys, obviously, where they can find you, what you've got coming up, any sort of like final things to... Um, Sure, yeah. I mean, just, just go to my YouTube channel if you want to check out. It sounds like a lot of the stuff we have in common anyway uh, from a kind of a UK day gamer point of view. But yeah, James Tusk is my channel. And in terms of boot camps, yeah, I've got things coming up in Mexico in November, December, and then New Year's Rio, uh, January, Colombia, and February, Brazil. So if you want to know about that, info at jamestusk.com. Uh, just send me an email and we can have a chat. We'll jump on a phone call and just talk about where you're at and, and if, if it can help you coming out to meet me. And yeah, I, I won't promise there's going to be no tequila shots and stuff because that's usually part mm. of the course. But yeah, yeah, I mean, nothing else to add really. Good time. It'd be great to see you out there as well, maybe. We Mate, could get well, some, maybe I... even get some footage if the, if the masses demand it. If they put comments below wanting to see us maybe approaching together, we could Mate. do some, some joint stuff at some stage. Absolutely. No, 100%, mate. I'd, I'd love to do that. And I mean, to be honest, like I said, getting out of the, the rainy UK, if you can see the window behind us. We can be very... wearing our sombreros, riding our little donkeys down the street, yeah. bottle of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. No, I'm 100% um, on board with that. So, uh, right. and, and like you say, the masses are out there screaming to see this footage. So we need to, nice. uh, we need to yeah. satisfy them. Um, so yeah, with all of that being said, uh, for me, just please do hit subscribe to this channel. Uh, hit the notifications bell. Really helps me to obviously grow the audience etc etc um i've got a free email list that you can join there should be a link in the description for that below uh i've got a bunch of books about dating and game it's called renegade dating blueprint you can also pick that up again the link is below but that's enough for, for the shameless plugging um i like the uh the name of that it's cool um uh, one thing i would say is guys i will get john uh sorry troy you can cut this uh no you can't <laughs> i will get troy on uh on so my channel yeah um so please put below as comments because obviously we're going to be in touch. Anything you'd like to see me talk to him about, because I'm going to do similar to him, a bit of a Michael Parkinson. How was his life story? Similar yeah. to what he's done today with me. Uh, the, the highs, the lows, the blows, everything in detail. So please put comments below. You'd like me to ask him when, when we collaborate in a, in a week or two's time. And then we can go through that on the live stream as well. Or have some pre-prepared questions. Obviously, you guys can fast off at us. But yeah. it'd be nice to have a kind of any burning questions that keep coming up, we can kind of prepare those in advance. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Brilliant stuff. Okay, well, I think that is it. Thanks ever so much, James, for coming along. No awesome problem. To, uh, Pleasure, awesome man. to meet you, I said. And um, thanks ever so much also to our, our mutual friend and colleague, Cameron Dan. Who's Mr. Just Space just, Alien. Space Alien McGee. He's sitting just out of shot. Um, but uh, thank you ever so much for, for helping out today. And that's really it. So um, we'll leave it there for now, but we will see you guys again 
very soon. Bye-bye.